Hello and welcome back to Winging It, how to build, maintain and totally own a career that you love. I'm Lucy Hitchcock and I want to help you live your happiest life by building the business or career of your dreams. If you're listening to this on your phone, make sure you get the best experience by downloading the Entel app. Entel is an interactive podcast platform that combines the best of audio storytelling with the richness of the web. So this means you'll be able to follow links, view images, follow people on social and much more by just tapping your phone. I'm absolutely thrilled to have Madeline Shaw on the show this week. I'm sure you've heard of Madeline, but if you haven't, she is a qualified nutritionist, yoga teacher, app creator, best-selling author of three books, Get the Glow, Ready Steady Glow, and A Year of Beautiful Eating. So you could say she's Wonder Woman, and if these accomplishments weren't enough, she became a mum last year too. If you listened to last week's episode, you'll know that I used to work with Maddie, and during that time, she really inspired me to pursue my dream career. I also learned pretty much everything I know about cooking from her. We had so much fun working together, mainly on my part because I got to taste all of these amazing foods. I was pretty much her chief recipe tester for a while, but she also educated me on the importance of nourishing my body and leading a low sugar lifestyle, which is what her first book, Get the Glow, is all about. I went on a health journey of my own, going from a size 16 at the age of 19 to a size 10, with the introduction of a healthy diet and regular exercise. I went from constantly feeling tired and bloated to feeling full of energy, strong and really confident in my own skin. But I also found mentally I felt stronger, happier and more focused. Today's episode is all about how a good diet and nutrition can help boost your career and business. So without further ado, here is Madeline Shaw. So today I am am literally in bed with Madeline Shaw. Welcome to the podcast, Maddie. Thank you. Yeah, we are getting quite up and close and personal. <laughs> Lucy's lounging on her tummy, I'm lounging on my back. It's very you're in your bedroom, chilling. <laughs> First of all, let me just say, your kitchen is amazing. Oh, thank you. I feel like that's like adult life goals, isn't it? You know when you have the kitchen you want, with all the equipment that you want, it's just the best thing. It is pretty good, I know. I feel like it's taken a long time. It's taken me like years of planning and manifesting and and it's finally come out now so I'm pretty pretty happy about it just for reference Maddie has like this white kitchen with marble everywhere it's like the millennial dream (laughs) so thank you so much for coming on today can you just talk me through your business journey and what led you to where you are today so it all started about seven or eight years ago so quite a long time now um I moved to Australia and I had really bad digestive problems and I was trying to figure out what was causing them and I went to see this naturopath and she was like you really need to change your diet and I ended up overhauling my diet and was eating so much in this cafe they gave me a job and worked there for a few years cooking and was just posting what I was making to Facebook and this girlfriend of mine said why don't you set up a food blog and I'd never really heard of a food blog because you wouldn't believe it nowadays but at that time it wasn't a big thing and I sort of taught myself on YouTube how to upload a post and then it all kind of just kicked off from there I've had my blog for five and a half years now so quite oh my gosh quite a long such time. A long time. <laughs> I know I remember hearing people being like I've had my blog for 10 years I'm like oh they're so ancient I feel like <laughs> I'm creeping creeping ever closer to those people um but yeah it's kind of changed um but remained the same in many ways I'm still blogging every week I'm still creating content um 
I've written three books, I've um, created products, I work a lot with brands. Um, so yeah, it's I guess it's ever-changing, but yeah, I love it. I feel really lucky to kind of love every day um, of work and everything that I do. So I hope that keeps on going. Yeah, it's like the dream, isn't it? When you wake up every morning, you're like, yes, I get to do what I love today. Yeah, I feel really, really blessed about that. Yeah, and not, obviously not a lot of people get to do that, so um, that's really special. Obviously, you're massive on Instagram, but how did you kind of start that up when you were beginning to build up your website and blog and promote everything? I think social media has been 100% one of the most important platforms of building my business I think it's a kind of free marketing tool it's a way of connecting with people it's a way of understanding your audience it's kind of like the best thing ever I mean I I sometimes think how did magazines know what their readers wanted because you can literally just look at analytics you can see what and you can ask people as well absolutely so um yes it's been a huge tool um so I joined Instagram a long time ago probably about six years ago very much as a personal thing I can remember the first picture I ever put out in my can mind. you I did it was like a montage is it montage when you do like one two three oh like a like a collage yes I did a collage of <laughs> an omelette and one picture was the omelette one picture was a chicken going hey chick and then one picture was an egg I'm not kidding, that was my first Did you first make the omelette? I made the omelette, made the montage. If we scroll back, will it be there? It probably will. I have never taken any. I mean, some of the first posts were terrible. I, I feel mean, like lighting... I scrolled back to the beginning of your Instagram, like, ages ago, just oh, yeah. to see what was at the beginning. That's, some bad That's like, my guilty pleasure to do for <laughs> bloggers. I'm like, scroll all the way back, see where they started. Absolutely. I think that's the thing. Like, sometimes people look at other people's Instagrams and they go... God, they're amazing, take such good photos, but it's been a long years in the making journey to kind of get there and understand. And I think you're always learning in social media, algorithms are ever changing, you've got to kind yeah. of be on top of it. Um, so yeah, I guess I started on Instagram personally, just posting kind of general things. And it wasn't probably till maybe three years ago or maybe three or four years ago that I really saw it as something that I should be putting time and effort into yeah and probably more and more recently I'm putting more effort into it because before it was very much about blogs and now I think yeah blogs aren't as important it's very people much are now about Instagrammers exactly it's it's people's main platforms however I still think we have to keep something that we own alive like I don't think there'll be a death of blogs because I don't think Instagram will be here forever platforms change so I think it's good to kind of be to own your own piece of the internet bubble too definitely and you are now a mum so how have you found juggling Instagram (laughs) (laughs) and business and being a mum I mean, it's quite a lot to handle, but I do like being busy, so that's good. Um, I guess I keep things quite separate. Like, my son doesn't really appear on my social media, neither does my boyfriend. So I quite like that in the sense that when I'm with them, I'm switching off. Like, it's not work anymore. And then when I'm doing work, it's very much more related to what I'm eating and nutrition tips and lifestyle tips. There is an element of personalness where I'm 
talking through something's going on for me, but I'm not necessarily, I don't know, taking a poo and doing a video <laughs> or something like that. I know people can sometimes get that personal. Yeah. Um. So I, that's definitely how I keep mentally stable. I think I like having that. <laughs> I like having that sort of I love the off. honesty. <laughs> um, I try and schedule time. So I'll say like, this is a content day where I'm going to try and do a few recipes so that I'm ahead of time and I can yeah. those things. Um, but also I try and not put too much pressure on myself because at the end of the day I'm my own boss so if I don't create something no one else is going to tell me off. Yeah. So I have to be a bit realistic about those sorts of things. Um, so yeah, I guess there's the element of keeping things personal. There's a bit of structure and kind of prioritizing what I need to do and planning things for the future and then I'm quite strict with like switch off time so I never have my phone in the bed apart from today right now but this is daytime (laughs) but I'll keep my phone downstairs yeah it just helps me sleep better I have a kind of eight till eight time where I don't look at my phone Oh, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Not 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. That would be, that would be amazing. I only work in the mornings and evenings. <laughs> I just do one hour at 7 a.m. and one hour at 9 p.m. <laughs> and do you think that's how you, would you say you have a good, like, work-life balance and you feel good about that? Because yeah. I know a lot of people do struggle with that, especially when they do run their own business. I know I struggled it with it from the beginning. Just, I get emails to my phone at night. I'm like, I'll just reply now because I know I have to do it tomorrow. Yeah, I think that it's something that I've developed over time. I think I've been doing it for a while, so I've had to sort of grasp it as I've gone along. Um, so yeah, I think I have a good balance. I probably work more than relax more, but not in a negative way. It's not something that I feel impactful to me. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've got the right balance for me because everyone's different. Yeah. yeah, but most people work more than they chill, don't they? That's you've true. got you've got the whole week pretty much, and then just two <laughs> days at the weekend. I feel like we need to change that. Let's like have the weekend as the work time and the rest of the week to chill. I mean, I'd be worried about the economy, but yeah, <laughs> we'll see how we we'll see how we go. Okay, so one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you and get you on the podcast is because you are now a nutritionist. I am. Oh, which is so exciting I feel like for ages it was like you studying for so long I and you were doing your business and studying and before that you were studying to be a yoga teacher yes there was one moment in time where yeah I was doing all three at the same time that was quite punchy I feel like you're like so dedicated to it as well <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 yeah, like I said, I like being busy. I like having projects on my plate. Yeah. And it's fun learning as well, like especially around subjects that you're interested in. But yeah, it was yeah. three years. Um, I studied at um, the College of Naturopathic Medicine. Um, and the last two years were very clinical. So they were very much about like seeing clients and practice and taking down, you know, what you sort of learned from them and then what your ideas were for changing their diet and what sort of supplements you'd recommend for them and you'd work with your teacher to sort of check that they were okay and you weren't sort of gonna send them over the edge um (laughs) but yeah it's really exciting and I haven't actually started seeing clients yet but I'm just currently in talks with um a space in London to set up my clinic which would be really exciting because before that sort of four or five years ago I used to do health coaching clients when I first began my business 
So a very long time ago, and I set up my six-week sugar-free plan. Again, it feels forever that I used to see clients in Whole Foods. Did um, you? Yeah, I did. I went back to Whole Foods the other day, and I was like, oh, this is where it all began. That's where we first met. Do you I remember? I know, it was. <laughs> exactly. So, like, you know, it's it's funny. Like, it's almost like I'm going back to doing some of the things that I did at the beginning. But I think at the moment, there is so much information about health and wellness. And actually, we're all by individual. And I think sometimes we do need that specific one-to-one advice where we're sort of saying, you know, this is exactly what you need and you have this hormonal imbalance or you have this, um, I don't know, microbiome that you need more of. So I think sometimes it is really good working with a practitioner because you can try every diet and try, you know, every different new health fad but actually sometimes you just need to see someone to get it properly sorted yeah because a lot of people have kind of ways that they feel like some people feel really tired I know some of my friends and they've gone to the doctors and they've actually had iron deficiencies or you know they weren't getting enough of a certain thing so exactly and you don't really know until you properly get tested and I think that's something you know, we can do so many things nowadays, but you can't get really good tests, you know, delivered to your door. There are some, like, out there on the market, but not really detailed ones. And you shouldn't be able to because you don't know how to, you know, understand the information. And that's why people study these things. Yeah. So they can understand the information and then help you along your journey. And also sometimes it's nice to work with someone towards something, I think. Towards a goal. Like, you know, as much as we like to say that we're going to be perfect, eat well, sleep well, do all this stuff, like, how, you know, do we all do it 100%? Probably not. So sometimes it's good to have someone there cheering you on. To keep you on track, yeah. (laughs) So not everyone's super into healthy eating. I feel like I probably wasn't before I met you. Like, I was, but it was, like, the same thing everyone says, isn't it? Like, Diet Coke, yeah, amazing, zero calories. And then... Because I lost so I lost loads of weight at uni, and then obviously I started working with you, and you were like, "No sugar," and I was like, "Yeah, okay, no sugar." And then like every day we'd have these no sugar snacks, and then I was like, "Yeah, I can do this. It's amazing." But a lot of people I feel work in an office, and they mm. think, you know, okay, I'm going to take in my Tupperware, um, I'm going to make my meals before, but then you get to work, and there's all these cakes and stuff. So, which isn't a bad thing. Like if you want to have a bit of cake, have a bit mm. of cake. It tastes great, but. I think obviously having a balanced diet is super important, um, especially for people who are working for themselves and working in an office. So why do you think having like a good diet can help people who are in an office or like super busy in life? I think diet is everything. I mean, obviously I'm going to say that because <laughs> it's my job, it's my passion, but I think eating well means that you have more energy eating well means you have more concentration it means that you're going to sleep better it means you're going to have more stable moods because if you are addicted to sugar and you eat a lot of sugar and I know it's delicious like you said I'd love to eat cake for breakfast lunch and dinner but when I do because sometimes I do I feel awful Mm. I feel great when I'm eating it and then an hour later I feel terrible and I'm moody and I'm angry and my energy is to the floor and then I eat some more cake and then I feel a bit better and it's it's that vicious cycle so I think that we have got so much easy access to processed food and sugary foods and they are fine 
once in a while, but we're eating them all day long, every yeah. day. And that, you know, I don't work in an office, so I'm not in that office culture, but I hear from friends, you know, I see it all the time that people are bringing in birthday cakes and sweet treats and all sorts of things. And it is really hard to say no. Like, I don't think it's necessarily about willpower. Like, it's just that it's difficult when someone gives you a treat to say no. Like, you don't want to offend them probably want it you know it's fun in the moment so yeah I totally get that so I think the the key kind of things that I would say are that you want to try and eat protein and fats in all your meals so breakfast lunch and dinner and that's going to help balance your blood sugar levels so quite often we're eating things like just a piece of toast for breakfast and that's fine breakfast but the problem is it is not going to keep you full till lunchtime yeah and I think often that's where we go wrong because then we kind of crave maybe a coffee and cake at 11 o'clock or another coke or a diet drink or whatever it is and it becomes a slippery slope so trying to have protein and fats in all meals and that might sound a bit and that might not make sense to people. So let me break it down more simply. That would be having something like eggs and avocado on toast. Steak or breakfast. <laughs> Classic blogger breakfast. Or it's maybe adding some like hemp seeds to your porridge to add a little bit more protein in there. Or maybe it's making a chia pudding with almond milk. Or maybe it's having like an omelette with some mushrooms and tomatoes and like pumpkin seeds or something like that. But just having that for breakfast instead of a croissant or a toast is going to make such a huge difference to you. The same again for lunch. Don't just have a soup. It's not enough nutrition. I think I always see people just having soup for lunch and it is a really healthy option, but I don't know unless you're someone that gets full really eat quickly, it's probably not enough and that's why you probably end up snacking more at 4pm. So try and have a good meal at lunchtime. If you are someone that really needs to snack, and try and eat something maybe a little bit healthier. Maybe that's like a date, a nut butter, one of those energy balls, a little protein shake, carrots and hummus, a handful of nuts and seeds, some apple and nut butter. I know these are not as good as cake. I am not going to lie and say that they are, but you will feel better on them. They will balance your blood sugar levels. And then, you know, when it is someone's birthday or on the weekend, you can have that piece of cake, but I just don't think you should be having it every single day. Yeah, and once you start eating snacks like that, you really get used to it anyway. So by the time the cake comes out, you'll be full. Absolutely. And I think, you know, feel empowered by saying, no, thank you. Like, you know, I think sometimes we feel, especially as British people, we're like, oh, I'm so sorry, of course. Yeah, so, you know, we're so polite. And I think just own what you feel like say to yourself you know what I'm I'm going to stick with what I know and I want to nourish my body with good food and I don't think that there's anything negative about that you shouldn't feel apologetic for the fact that that's what you want to do it means more cake for everyone else exactly I think for me I knew that at, like having that 4pm slump it mm. is definitely sugar and I think a lot of people think maybe it's caffeine yeah so what about caffeine in the office I think coffee is fine thing to drink I just think people drink too much of it I think one coffee or two coffees a day before 12 p.m is fine but I think it's the constantly going to the coffee machine to get another coffee to spike your energy and to have that little boost I just don't think that energy should be coming from coffee. I think it should be coming from food and it should be coming from good sleep. I think those are the two yeah. ways you should be producing energy. 
and I think that too many people rely on coffee. It's incredibly demanding on your adrenals. It disrupts your sleep. Um, it disrupts your energy cycle. I think you know it's a huge stimulation for your body, and your body obviously gets used to it. So I think it's something that we need to be more mindful for. It's not necessarily about going cold turkey because I know for some people that sounds so terrifying, but maybe starting to reduce it down and really taking out all those coffees after 12pm. Yeah, I also find it so funny because people tend to put loads of flavourings and sugar in coffee, mm. and I drink coffee because I like the flavour of it. Exactly. Whereas some people literally put so many teaspoons in because they're like, oh, I don't like the taste of it. I'm like, but why are you but drinking it? it? Exactly. I don't get that. I think, yeah, I get the whole passion behind coffee and when people are like, have this bean and it smells so good it's <laughs> my barista voice um but I don't get like you said the kind of we won't name names but the kind of very sweet um coffee shop style coffees that are out there which are like you said masking the taste but still getting that not only caffeine boost but also sugar boost from so yeah I think if you don't like the taste then don't drink it and also like the coffee that you get in the bottles and the cans like it makes me really sad because I love iced coffee and I'd love Mm. to go to the shop and like grab and go buy a can but it's always got sugar in it and I just don't like the taste of sugar in coffee yeah I know it's tricky but there are so many amazing new food brands coming out onto the market yeah creating cool things but you know maybe maybe that's what you're gonna do maybe I should shop in Whole Foods (laughs) just shop only in Whole Foods (laughs) I don't have one in Bournemouth um so if you did work in an office what would you take in for breakfast Ooh, I'd probably do an overnight oats I think that's classic a classic so easy um I just the night before get a little glass jar put some oats almond milk chia seeds cinnamon vanilla slice a few maybe figs on top I'm really into figs at the moment a bit of honey um and some coconut flakes you know why, why not? not uh that's probably what I make I mean I love eggs for breakfast but I'm not massively keen on like an hour later scrambled eggs that have sat in my Tupperware tin I know people love a boiled egg that they take into work but I feel like you don't make friends with boiled eggs They're yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I think so I've got true. so many like traumatic experiences of my one of my best friends at school like always peeling open her lunchbox and like the egg smell just like oh. spreading around the corridor and we'd all be like Ew! and make her sit outside so I feel like <laughs> I've never in my head I'm like never bring an egg to work <laughs> do you know what I do mm. I I say I do I've only yeah. done it once I've got glass <laughs> Tupperware mm. And if you like scramble eggs like into an omelette and then put the vegetables in there, put it in a glass Tupperware and put it in the oven and it comes out and you can just put the lid on. That's really good. There's an official recipe idea there for you. Thank you. I love it. (laughs) So what are your time saving tips for busy people who want to keep healthy? Because I know lots of your recipes, especially Ready, Steady, Glow, is focused on helping people have the diet that they want to have, kind of wholesome, nutritious but also save them time because I think a lot of people think that to be healthy you have to have loads of times when that's not necessarily true yeah so I think I love doing like using Sunday as a prep day maybe that's to roast a chicken cook up some brown rice anything that takes a bit longer and then I have lots of kind of quick fast things in the fridge at all times like salmon fillets chicken fillets um quinoa in the cupboards cans of chickpeas and black beans anything that 
I know will take a maximum of 15 minutes to cook that I can sort of whack together. Uh, I love doing cook once, eat twice, so making extra portions for dinner and then having you know, the leftovers or another portion that I've made for lunch the next day. I always think that's a really good yeah. time-saving tip. Um, the other thing is to kind of make everything in bulk and freeze it. So make a big black bean chilli and then freeze off two portions for those nights when you get through the door and you're like, I cannot be bothered to cook. You're tempted to get that takeaway, but then you remember, yes, I've got that chilli in the yeah. freezer and you feel so smug. Yeah, you really <laughs> do, don't you? Um, so yeah, I'd say that would be, yeah, cook once, eat twice, um, making things for the next day. And then what other tips do I have? I think, yeah, just to kind of make sure that your cupboards are full of really healthy foods. Like I think when you don't have food there, you will be tempted just to buy something and get that takeaway. But yeah. I think sometimes having it in the fridge, you're like, you know what, I'm, it's going to go off tomorrow. I'm going to waste it. And that gives you that real push to um to cook it up that night yeah so true and also with leftover veggies you can just like fry them off or kind of boil them or whatever or roast them my like go-to is like what's in the fridge pan fry it with miso paste and put some rice noodles with it it's like i do it like twice three maybe three or four times a month with whatever's in the fridge i thought you were gonna say a week then Eight times a week. <laughs> but, I mean, it's become a kind of classic for me because it's just so simple. You don't have to think about it. And it's a really good way to use up, you know, that half red pepper that you didn't use and that one kind of squidgy carrot that's left at the back. Yeah, the poor little vegetables that go squishy that everyone's like, ew, I don't want to use that. I love them because they kind of become sweeter when they're older. Like, oh, that kind of freaks me out. <laughs> I love a bendy carrot. <laughs> I don't think we've talked about water. No, we haven't. Because I actually went to see a facialist the other mm. day, and I'm normally so good with drinking water. Yeah, you are good. I don't know why. Maybe that was you that told me to do that. I, I can't remember. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so good with water normally, and I noticed my skin was like going really bad. And I went mm. to see this facialist. She was like, "How much water are you drinking?" And I'd just like completely forgotten to drink water throughout yeah. the day. I think it's so common. I think one of the best things you could ever do is to buy yourself a big water bottle, especially if you're uh, a desk-based or office-based job where you go to the same place every day, having that bottle that sits in front of you, ideally one or two litres, like a big one, and you can kind of set that target for you. There's lots of apps as well that can set you little reminders to drink water if you're someone that likes a goal and you like to tick things off and you can tick your water list off for the day um but I think often we don't realize how dehydrated we are whether it's showing through our skin whether it's showing through our energy often hunger I find I'm like I'm so hungry and then actually yeah. I drink a glass of water and I'm like I was really thirsty because sometimes I feel like the signals are not you're not as sure between the two and I think we always automatically think that we're hungry we're like I'm feeling a bit tired I'm hungry I'm feeling a bit maybe that's why people sad in offices as well I think so and it's something to do you know I think it's fun eating like I mean I totally get it but I think trying to put that water in and ideally you want to drink between meals and not too much during and the reason behind that is when you're eating food, your stomach starts to produce enzymes that break down your food. And if you're drinking a lot of water with it, it dilutes it all. 
just means your food oh. isn't break down as well. So it's not like go thirsty during meal times, just sip a bit of water. But I wouldn't like eat a big meal and then drink a litre of water. I don't think that would help the body at all. I'd try and drink in between meals and ideally kind of sip water rather than glug it all in one go, which is harder to do. I mean, if you're going to do it, you can glug it. It's better than not having it at all, but I would try and have that water throughout the day. That is good advice. I feel like I learn so much every time I talk to you. I'm like, give me your best tips. What would your top three tips to stay healthy in office be? Like, if you worked in office, your top three things, what would you do? Just things that people can easily, like, implement into their day. I think the first one would be to always prep your breakfast. If you're someone that often, like, doesn't have time to eat breakfast in the morning before you leave the office, I'd try and bring that every day with you. The second would be really suss out your area. Find some good spots that have some healthy options because I know you don't want to cook every day. Uh, my third tip would be maybe to like buddy up with someone in the office like you could swap recipes so you could be like I'll make lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays that would be the best deal you'll make lunch Monday whoever you team up with would have like the best deal they'd be like yes I'm team top and mad for the shop (laughs) but I think you know maybe why not buddy up or do a big office share I don't know how big your offices are that you work in but make it fun you know cooking is really fun and sometimes I think because we have to do it all the time, it becomes a little bit like a chore. So why not share the load with other people? Um, okay, I know I was meant to do three, but I'm going to throw four in. Okay, just um, throw it out there. Uh, and then the fourth tip would be to fill your tea and coffee uh, cupboards with herbal teas. Oh, um, yeah. Because I think that if you're going to make those tea trips, why not put them you know put some really lovely turmeric teas in there peppermint and licorice is one of my faves it Mm. is the ultimate thing when you have sugar cravings it's very sweet um it's got no sugar in it it doesn't spike your blood sugar levels it actually feeds your adrenals so really good for stress reduction i think it's one of the most magical teas in the world so if you take anything from this podcast go and buy peppermint and licorice tea and i'm not sponsored by them i just love them I feel like a good tea variety is like the best Mm. variety is the spice of life absolutely and it makes it exciting you know you want to feel like you're going to the tea cupboard what are you gonna have what's what's gonna be in there yeah so I feel like you know just mix up those teas mix them up (laughs) we're kind of coming to the end now so what is next Madeline Shaw what are you what are you working on at the moment is there anything new coming up that we can expect to see yeah there's quite a few things I'm working on a digestion program which has sort of been in the works for quite a few years it's something I've wanted to do for a long time and just you know and you're like just get on with it and do it like stop talking about it you always have so many ideas (laughs) I know I feel like I have too many ideas and that's the problem so that's something I'm working on at the moment um there are a few other things I can't talk about in huge detail but potentially Producty foodie range, um, and yeah, sort of maybe some more producty foodie things, but still blogging. Still, you know, I'm working with lots of really exciting brands at the moment, such as Origins, Le Creuset, um, eggs. Don't forget the eggs. Clarence Court. I mean, oh heaven! So really nice people, and I guess also expanding. Um, sort of cooking as a family so I've just launched um a new Instagram page yeah. called Madeline's Mini Kitchen Madeline Shaw's Mini Kitchen is the name so I, yeah and it's 
it's really exciting like it's grown quite quickly I've only had it for a week or so and I've got like 4,000 followers so there's obviously an appetite for healthy baby food and healthy family food so I think I see myself very much moving in that space and hopefully developing. I think people wanted that for so long didn't they yeah there's so many mums because it's it's easier to cook for more people than it is to maybe cook for yourself just because then you've got so much left over absolutely but I think you can't really do that until you become a mum because you just you don't understand like I I definitely feel like having been in wellness for such a long time wellness is so different to me now that I'm a mum I read these blogs and they're like to lose weight just sleep more and you're like I have a nine month old (laughs) you know like and like all other blogs are like meditate for one hour then drink your matcha latte by looking outside and you're like yeah no this is not happening so I feel like there's definitely room for speaking about wellness looking after yourself but being a bit more time savvy and a bit more practical mum about it amazing and the one thing I ask everyone is if there was one piece of advice you wish someone had given you before you started your business what would it be Ooh, that's a really good question um I think just to get on and do it I think there are so many things that I've like deliberated about and be like should I do it should I not and I think actually it doesn't matter if you fail or anything happens you know you learn from your mistakes and you grow as a person and I think often we're like I wish I had learned guitar because I would have been a rock star by now or I wish I had gone um, to university and studied this because I would have been amazing at that. And actually, it's just like, just do it now because I think we often think that we should have done it when we were younger, but we're still yeah. really young. You know, we're living so much longer. So unless you're like over 60, maybe 70, like you've probably got a huge amount of life left to live. So just go for it. So I think that would be an advice that I would give. And then I'm going to also give my second piece of advice. <laughs> and Lucy knows this quote very well. This is my favourite quote. But I, I was feel, hoping you were going to say this. Yeah, but um, the best advice someone ever gave me um, was in Australia, just before I moved and I was moving back to London, leaving Australia, and I didn't really know what I was going to do in life. I was very much wanting to do something with food and nutrition, but didn't really no because blogging wasn't a career so I I was just kind of like I want to be in this space but I don't really know what to do and I was chatting to a friend of mine and I said you know I'm worried and I don't know what to do and he said you know what there is only one you and you will do something special and wonderful that no one else in the world will do and I think that has been a sentence that I've held with me in my heart every day and I try and tell as many people that because it's just as relevant to me as it is to you and I think that it's really true. And I think often we think, oh, someone else has done it. Um, I can't do it. But actually, you'll have a different take on it. You'll have a different voice. You'll have a different perspective. So don't compare yourself to anyone else. Just go for it. So true. And also, there's so much work out there. There's enough work out there for everyone. So I think, you know, if you feel passionate about it and you want to do it, then it's just something you've got to do. Absolutely. Thank you so much you for, for being on me. today. And, um... If anyone else is wondering um, kind of how to keep healthy in office, Maddie's got some amazing meal plans, which you can buy on your website. Yeah, so on my website, I've got an eight-week vegan meal plan. I've also got a meditation plan. So if you're feeling a bit stressed, this is a really good thing to download some audio advice that you've got. 
Um, I've also got a Glow Guides app that's an eight-week program divided into move, munch, meditate. So you've got um, your exercise, your meditations, and your um, meal plans. I've also got three books that have got lots of recipes. The first book has got an eight-week sugar-free plan as well. So depending on how you want to do it, there's books, there's meal plans. I think the first book is like the go-to if you're like wanting to take that step into like a healthy lifestyle. It eases you in, it gives you a bit of education. It's definitely uh, the most popular book and the one that people come back to because I think it was... It was the beginning of an era of like new healthy food and kind of a new way of cooking. Yeah. That's great. Anyway, thank you so much. If you'd like any more information on Madeline Shaw, her recipes, meal plans, or the app, please do visit her website, madelineshaw.com. I'll leave the link in the description or follow her on Instagram at madeline underscore shaw underscore. I can personally vouch that her simple recipes will absolutely change your life. I'll end this episode with this week's thought of the week. Work hard and be nice to people. One of my biggest philosophies is kill them with kindness. You've probably come across people in your career that aren't nice to you, are confrontational or totally negative. Although there's sometimes no changing people's mood, giving them a big smile and being rational, kind and humble will always make you the bigger person. Just remember that we never quite know what's going on in other people's lives and by being kind and working hard means you'll build an amazing reputation for yourself and hopefully people will want to work with you. Until you start telling yourself to be positive and that you can do things every day, you won't achieve the things that you want to. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I'll be back next week with Dr. Sarah Vora, also known as The Mind Medic on Instagram, where we'll be asking, is your job affecting your mental health? So we'll be helping you recognise different signs that your job could be affecting your mental health. And Sarah will be sharing her strategies to manage your mental health in the workplace. It would make my day if you could leave a review and don't forget to hit subscribe. I know what's coming up and trust me, you won't regret it.